Disclaimer. Explain It Me is a podcast hosted by two adults who drink in the safety of their own home. If you are joining in on the fun while listening, please drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and know your limits. Stay safe and have fun. As you listen to episodes, you may hear us make mistakes like names of films, actors, and actresses, as well as other unrelated facts. Please remember that we are both intoxicated while making this show and are aware of these mishaps. Please do not yell at the podcast while listening. We cannot hear you. I'm two and a half wines in. <laughs> I feel red. Can we get back to the movie, please? Just confusion. <laughs> oh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> Dad's disease. Explain to me. Explain. Explain it me. Explain it me. <laughs> That's a good sign, starting off with a sigh. Yeah. It's our trademark at this point. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> My mic stand doesn't want to cooperate. Cooperate. I also didn't want to start it off by singing Island Boy. Why? Because it's stuck in my fucking head now, because you said it. <laughs> well, I was, you know, I'm not going to talk about my movie, but... My movie is an island boy movie. My movie is going to take us on some roller coaster rides. Mm. Before we jump into that, because it's too soon, I need to talk about how um, I finished Frenemies last year. And she was delaying it for a very long time, also. No, I would watch it when I was no, doing you, my you makeup s- and hair or right, when I was working out. You would out. tell me that you didn't want to keep watching it yeah. because you didn't want it to end i have a mental illness <laughs> because <laughs> it's an internet classic i see clips of people putting up you know clips from frenemies now and like i don't know if it's just the internet as a whole i don't know what the fuck is wrong with you guys or just like people seeing these things for the first time i watched the clip last night where trisha and ethan were fighting when she was like we should have ila on the podcast and he's like no don't talk about ila she and he just set her off and she was like why people in the comments of this video were like this is ethan's fault i look back now and i knew i realized it's ethan's fault like he was instigating he was ragging on her he was dragging it out now this is what i will say while I don't disagree with that, and I think a lot of these comments are now coming from how Ethan has been behaving recently about the whole Israel-Palestine thing, which I first I thought he like was pro-Palestine, and now I feel like he's pro-Israel, but whatever. He's also not well, and I don't you think I think I he's being an idiot. I haven't watched anything recently, so I don't know. I watched him and Hassan get into a debate, and I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, they're not doing leftovers right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And for a while already. Mm-hmm. It's all since, Ethan. Since... Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want everyone to remember that Trisha Patias is still highly, highly mentally ill, and that's not the problem, but toxic. And that despite both of them being a problem, she still has a part in that, especially with the fucking nanny comment, which was targeted. Absolutely yeah, that targeted. Was I mean, that, that, that I feel because like that was such an instigating just like... I mean, I don't know. I think recently with the whole um, Colleen Ballinger shit, like, she came out with a video, Trisha mm-hmm. came, because they were having a yeah. podcast together, and she does seem better than what she was. I don't, I haven't heard anything since then, it doesn't, so. Well, she's pregnant again, I told yeah, you. Yeah, that right? I know. Um, 
I just, like, the whole, the one thing I can pick apart about that argument is that Trisha says, I'll tell you one thing, I won't have a nanny if I have kids, that's for damn sure. Now, that whole fucking statement is, like, shielded in toxicity and negativity. Like, obviously she was doing it to get under his skin. At some point... He's telling her, like, I'm supposed to spend my entire day with a a one-and-a-half-year-old. He says to her, do you know what it's like to be around a a one-and-a-half-year-old? And while it may have been pointed as, like, you don't have children, so you don't understand, she's like, no, you know, I'm infertile. You did that on purpose. How could you do that? You can't argue that and then be like, no, my nanny comment wasn't targeted towards you. It's the same fucking deal. I would never even fucking think that. I would just think, like... I don't you do have, not have children right now. Right. Well, not, not that not oh, even, you can't have no, children, so I'm going to purposely that throw that in your face. No, not that I personally don't have children. Just that I don't have anyone with a young child around me. Right. It doesn't you are have not to spending, be I don't have a child. You're not spending 12, 15, 18 hours a day with a one and a half year old, which like, was his point, and it's fuck, not easy. Besides the fact that like any regular fucking person, yeah, they might not af- be able to afford a nanny, but they're probably leaving their kid at a daycare or something. That's or what he said, too. He's like, oh, shit. so like, nannies are the problem. What about daycare? She's like, oh, that's different. And I was like, it's different, but it's not. Like, it's not your kids with you. Whatever. She was doing that shit on purpose. And you got to call a spade a spade. Point out Ethan's problems in the fucking fight. Sure, that's fine. I don't know why, you know, he, he didn't have to be like, don't talk about Eli on the podcast. They could have just... He could have swept that conversation away real quick and then talked about it with her later. Why would you also put no, that in the podcast? but I also think it's, I mean, they were, their shit, at that point, everything was, no, maybe Frenemies wasn't live, but, like, all their other podcasts are live. Like, they're recorded and then... I don't think Frenemies was live. But it's, like, that, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but he was just, like, she doesn't want to be talked about, like let's move on type of thing and she was like um why not but like i should be able to talk about whoever the fuck i want to and there was already shit with like her brother and the family and she didn't want to be involved because she just didn't want more shit about her family being online from my personal learning about people with mental illnesses and it's not fair for the person to do this but sometimes when you have a person who's mentally ill and they're not um like medicated or treated properly Unfortunately, you have to snake your way around them and learn what triggers them and try to stay away from that. And I, that was Ethan the, that was should the have known. Part of the whole podcast, I know. Basically, though. That's like, why he left that fight in there because of the, the views it probably fucking got. To this day, I know even, they still get views on the show. I mean, I'm sure probably part of that. I I think they also had a thing that like unless it's something really bad that they both don't want in, like they weren't going to cut anything. Uh, how long is your movie, by the way? Uh, one forty, one thirty. Wow, mine was one forty-eight, and it felt long, didn't it? It's just because it went whoop, 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 <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Do you remember the episode of South Park? This is early South Park. Okay. Where those like duck alien monsters land in South Park, and the no. one is like, "Oh my God, my wife is pregnant!" And it's like she's having like thirty kids. She's popping. The wife only goes. She's like popping thirty children out of her coos and like. No, I do remember that I rewatched like I mean this was when I was in college I think I watched like all the seasons when I was like working on projects and shit like that. But now uh, I think HBO Max has mm-hmm. Seinf- uh, at Seinfeld. Seinfeld, what the wow! Fuck? Absolutely not. You know those two similar shows? Yeah. Would uh, you ever watch Curb? I feel like you wouldn't get it because you're not a Jew. <laughs> 
I just like it's the same humor. No, it's not. It's, it's not? not at all. All right. I mean, the only thing that I've seen about Curb is that they rescued some dude from going to jail. There's one from the season. Game. Oh, but that's a real life thing that happened. He was at, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's one season. I haven't seen all of Curb. I remember I started watching it years ago, and like, it's the kind of show you can pick back up at any time. There are things in like older seasons that happen later seasons, but you don't have to watch it in chronological order. But um, there's one season when Hurricane Katrina hits and they take in all of these like refugees or people who have been like yeah, out put out of their dis, homes. Um, what is it called? Dishomed? No, dispatched. No, what girl? <laughs> Escaped. Discaped. Escape. Escape. I can't think of the word. Okay. But that that season's funny. He has like his new like black friend who's like going everywhere with him, and he's like, "Lady, you got fucking, you got to stop being a pussy." Like he's talking to him like that. Um, <laughs> just remind me. Sorry, I think some comedian was talking about. Oh no, we were watching some shit with my uh, my man's the other night, and this guy was talking about. It was about electronics, but he was talking about how when he used to live in New York that he had some friend that like grew up in the projects and shit like that and he was just like you know what man if you're a pussy you gotta be a hundred percent pussy you can't be half pussy if you're gonna say some bitch shit stick with the bitch shit (laughs) curb is like a very exaggerated telling of larry's life yeah Yeah. of larry's life he's not like this in real life but he says like if i could if i could be then i would yeah like he uses situations and then comes up with stories one of the early episodes that i absolutely loved i can't i think his name is richard lewis this is like one of his friends who is a famous actor or comedian um he was the king in robin hood men in tights mel brooks's film he he's larry's friend and like he's not that great of a person nobody is in larry's life but Larry goes into a jewelry shop to buy his wife, um, like, a birthday present, and it's this necklace he really likes, and he wants to get it for her. But he is in, like, sweatpants and a, a, a zip-up hoodie and a baseball cap. He looks homeless. So the jewelry store kicks him out because they think he's homeless. Okay. So then he tells his friend, Richard Lewis, I need you to go in there and get the, the necklace. I'm going to give you the money for it because they won't let me in because they think I'm homeless. So Richard Lewis goes in and he's like, it's gone. And they and Larry's like, what do you mean it's gone? He's like, they, they sold it. It's gone. They then go to like a dinner and Richard's there with his girlfriend and he's there with, um I can't remember his wife's name, but his wife has it. Richard's girlfriend is wearing it and he's like you son of a bitch he meets him at a car dealership and they start beating the shit out of each other like it's just it's so good god Curb is so good I don't like Seinfeld that much it is funny I will never not admit that it's not funny but I just hate Jerry Seinfeld so much like I can't get over and like I know that that's part of the show you're not supposed to like these people they're horrible people but you know, people his love vo- it. I can't, ju- I can't oh, stand oh, his fucking yeah. voice. <laughs> I feel like that's a big part of why I don't like Spongebob, the fucking voice. <laughs> I can't do this comparison for the rest <laughs> of my life. It's like me being like, oh, I don't like Colleen Hoover. Just like, I don't like the Bible. Like, you can't compare those two things. No, listen. She loves women who are broken who want to have a baby. That's the best way to describe her style of writing. Like, Stephanie and I have read a couple of Colleen Hoover books between yeah. us. 
I read Verity for the first time and I was like, oh, this is insane. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. And you read it and you were like, what the fuck? And I, you liked it, right? I liked it too. I didn't think it was bad for like because, a mystery. I feel like because we haven't, we didn't read any of her other books. Right. And there were no like other tropes that we could be like, bitch, again? <laughs> do I have this is the end or it ends with us? I think I, I have, have. I have whatever the fucking pink one is. I think it ends with us. I read is the it one ends with, with the us. big balls thing. I don't think that's what that's from. I think from. it is. I'll, I fi- think I'll find out. That, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, what is it? November 9th or some shit? Hot garbage. <laughs> I didn't read that one. The main. You want to know the what ma- it's about? Hold on. The male character in it ends with us is named. The na- all the names are garbage. Ryle. Yeah. Ryle, right? It's Ryle. <laughs> What's November 9th about? Oh my god, November, I think I know what it's about. November 9th is about, well... Don't give away spoilers, like, just No, I won't. I mean, the, it, it's literally the fucking first, like, page. The main character is a burn victim, and she's having dinner with her dad at a diner or some shit like that, and she's like, I want to be an actress again, and he's like, bitch, you burned. <laughs> <laughs> bitch you crispy like yeah. it's not happening and their her mom died in the fire that she was burned in and at, uh her dad is being a total dick and basically this guy overhears this happening and he walks up to them pretending to be her boyfriend he's like hey french fry <laughs> and they decide that they're only going to meet once a year on november 9th it Be- sounds dumb already. Because her mother, before she died, told her that she couldn't fall in love before she's, like, 24 or some shit like that. Like, different parts of the book is just basically them meeting up, like, once a year. And the crazy twist at the end is fucking stupid. All right. Tell me the crazy twist. <laughs> he set the fire, right? Yes. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, I should keep that in. <laughs> He set the fire. <laughs> yep. Why did he set the fire? <laughs> because his her dad, I think, fuck no, her mom was I think having an affair with his father, and he and his mother was sick I think or some shit like that. Oh, so he we got a scream twist. He was going to just set their car on fire, but the whole house caught on fire. <laughs> How do you fuck up that bad? And then that you're like, felt... I'm just gonna set the automobile on fire. Boom, the house is yeah. in blazes. And then felt bad and then was like stalking her the the chick and was gonna approach her and then like you know he bumped into her and then like ended up falling in love or some shit like that and then one of her other fucking books his oh right because there's a sequel or some shit it's not even a sequel it's just like the same characters like one of them is a a pilot or some shit like that and one of the other stories. I was just trying to do an upside down, upside down flip in the air, and I, the plane went down. <laughs> I don't even remember what the other one is about, but they're all and literally everyone wants to fucking have a baby at some point in all of these fucking books, or I, they, aka they fucking end up pregnant. The trope in romance books that bothers me the most is that the main character, which is the same reason I hate Twilight. Everybody wants Bella. Everyone's like, hey, Bella. Hey, chica loca. Hey, hey, bitch. I'm in love with you. I want to be you. I want to fuck you. I want to eat you. I want to suck you. I can't stand it. The one that I think you said with the stupid... I mean, they all have stupid fucking names, but that one... Ryle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that one is the one this chick is at some... Should we name our son Kyle or Ryan? Baby, I got one better. Let's fuck both of them together. Ryle. That's like that TikTok, like, I don't know if it's... 
Jermaine or Marcus Marcus's baby. Baby girl, if you don't name that baby Jamarcus and flip a <laughs> coin. <laughs> but the other one uh is about this rich guy who has anger problems and this chick who just got out of school, her dream is to open up a flower shop. That's it ends with us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then she does, and, and she, like, like cuts her leg, and then rock. his sister is, like, a fucking nurse, no. and then she's like, I'm gonna call Riley, help you up, then we can take you back to your apartment. His sister is just a, a rich housewife. Right, who wants just, to have a job, so yeah. she decides to work there for free. Yeah. Because you can do that in this world. <laughs> and he has anger problems because yeah. he shot his little brother when he was six years old, so that he's like, that's why I'm an abuser, and I beat you. And, and and the dick is like, God himself put that on him, and so he's amazing. And then she's also f- is still in love with the homeless boy that she fucked in high school. I I told you about this <laughs> we book. We should do fucking book, book reviews. Uh, um, maybe Patreon. <laughs> I told you about this book that I have. That it, it oh almost... Oh my God, I will do all the smut books. Yes. <laughs> this book that I've told you to read now for probably years because i've had it for a long time i got it in the uk it is along the lines of a colleen hoover book it's it's called sad girls yeah you told me about it the kids the guy's main character the main character who's a male in it his name is rad because his name is colorado colorado (laughs) i don't know why i said it (laughs) hey have you ever been to colorado oh (laughs) It's about this girl who is graduating high school. They live in Australia and her classmate kills herself and she goes to the funeral and meets the classmate's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend now because she, she did. And like they... Does, sl- it, <laughs> does it count if they die as a breakup? <laughs> <laughs> she starts to like develop feelings for him. But mm-hmm. she also is in her own relationship and then having problems with her family. The last five pages of this book goes off the rails to the point where i'm i'm reading it and i'm like oh i'm into this like it's it's a love story it's an adolescent story it's a growing up story you know it's the same thing of like her rich best friend's dad is like i have this property you and your friends can move in there so they don't pay rent and then she gets an internship where are these people why aren't they in my life i would only tell you to read this book for the last five pages because i'm (laughs) sitting there like reading it and you know they're like tying up every loose end and i'm like all right i know how this and then i'm like oh my god why would you put that in the last five pages but you have to read it (laughs) the fucking uh oh my god what are they called the editor is just like listen this is good but we need to wrap this up better (laughs) here's some crack i need you (laughs) three hours to add some pizzazz to this all right well you know what like think like uh, we can, yeah, we've been we can start talking two minutes that's already. not bad the, the, <laughs> the other episode is three hours i had to cut 45 minutes of shit welcome to explaining me a podcast where two women schwamming talk about a movie that's stupid and convoluted um, in plot we are so the person who's telling it has to be drunk to tell the other person the movie that they've yeah, never yeah, seen but we all both drinking all the time i mean yeah we don't have any time during this and new year we don't have any fucking rules apparently so um i'm feeling crazy today i'm gonna try to get drunk as shit um <laughs> i'm just very full i have to pee but i'm 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 doing all right you always have to pee yeah that's i'm true. afraid if you ever get pregnant of like you're gonna I have to cannot. wear a fucking uh catheter or a diaper stephanie is always dropping 
random mysterious tidbits in of her life to me, even though we've known each other for 16 years now, <laughs> like that she was a 10-pound baby at birth, and I found this out months ago. You and totally fucking knew. You just don't remember. You never. You told me you were a boulder of a child, but you never told me the weight of. I was seven one. Uh, well, so the person talking about mutant children over there is <laughs> Stephanie. Yeah, and, yeah. And it is my episode today. And I am Donna, and I don't matter because Stephanie didn't say anything. I always forget. <laughs> I'm like you, y'all. Y'all should know who we are at this point. But yes, I am Stephanie. She is Donna. We are friends. <laughs> We make Apparently. this podcast. <laughs> All right. So we're here to talk about a film that I've never seen today. No, my man's comes up to me <laughs> while I'm watching this and I was watching it on the tubies. I had it half screen. So I was, I had my dock on one side and was watching the movie on the other side. And the title of the movie was right underneath it. And he walks up and he's like, what in God's name are you fucking watching? <laughs> and he's like, is that a show or a movie? I'm like, it's a movie. He's like, where did you find it? <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember. Um, I know this is the second time in a row. I know nothing about this film. I've only heard of the title because the title's crazy. Yep. Um, I didn't even know who was in it until I looked it up last night. Yep. So, Stefania, what uh, is the movie that we're doing today? We are doing... 2018's The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. Now, I don't like this title because The Bigfoot insinuates there's only one. And it's like, yeah. I've been watching Unsolved Mysteries all my life. You're going to tell me there's only one monster trailing the goddamn country? I almost said universe. <laughs> Back and forth, like he, like he only exists one of them. I mean, I've a, seen Harry and the Hendersons. There's a family, and you know they they are. It's not what the fuck is it called? It's not asexual. It's a creature that only needs itself to like reproduce. It doesn't need. Isn't that what asexual is? Not the term in society of like yeah. somebody whose sexuality is asexual, but that in in biology, if that, you are asexual, why... yeah. You produce, you don't, you have both sex organs, yeah, so, so you, you don't can, need, yeah, so yeah. I'm guessing that's what it is. Okay. Um, also, have you ever seen Harry and the Hendersons? No. I love that movie. It's a children's, it's a children's movie, yeah, about this family that hits, uh, what they think is like a bear, and it's a, yet yeah, it's a, oh, wait, a and big he moves foot. in with his, yeah, yeah and yeah. he's like laughing, and I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it, Bigfoot does not look like that in this movie i didn't know they Bigfoot also, was real they uh, all right i'll get to it once we get to it but so director is robert d chivoski Ooh, is he polish it looks like a polish last name so i'm i'm guessing but i didn't fucking look at his bio or whatever the fuck but he's done four other things including this and i don't know any of them when it was a short and one of them was called the woman that's the only one that kind of sounded familiar, but I didn't. Look I mean, that's into such it. a vague title, so I feel like I've heard of it, but it could just be it, like it came out in like 2015 or something. Uh, he's also the writer on this. That's that's not a bad sign. Uh, passion project. Yeah, it was a passion project. He was trying to get it uh, made for like 10 or 12 years. Okay. Uh, cast is Sam Elliott now, Grandpa Daddy. <laughs> I didn't know Stephanie was attracted to this man. He, I, I'm not I mean, saying like, that he's I, not, I learned some but... shit, but, like, I can still look at him. He's fine. <laughs> he, uh, his, his, his most prominent role that I remember is... Ghost Rider? No. Fuck, I've never seen that movie. You've... 
<laughs> he is the original Ghost Rider. Oh, is he? Yeah, except for our motorcycle, he has a flaming horse. Okay. <laughs> um, no, he's the best friend in Roadhouse. He's Patrick Swayze's friend from a different bar. He's boring. Roadhouse is a classic. It is. So we got him. Then we got someone I do not know. His name is Aiden Turner. I will just say it because he's a prevalent character. Then we got uh, Caitlin Fitzgerald. We got Larry Miller. And we got Ron Livingston. Oh, I've heard of Ron Livingston. Yeah, he's always like the like best friend of like the main character in movies and shit like oh, that. Oh, like in Roadhouse? I guess so. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's dive in. Movie starts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Holy fuck. So did I. <gasps> I forgot a question, too. Oh, my God. She's typing it in like it matters. You just fucking ask me. If you had the opportunity to kill Hitler or Bigfoot, which one would you kill? <laughs> did I just come up with your own question? Well, no, because... Okay. I mean, this is going to suck because I didn't think about Whatever. this hard enough. But let's Wait say... Wait a minute. You have to say... Question. Answer. Let's say you're old. Okay, that's not going to happen, but... <laughs> you had a job. Again, unrealistic. <laughs> it was a traumatic job. Okay, wait, been there. But you were good at it. Okay. And then 40 years later... How old am I? In your 60s, 70s? All right. Your old boss... Bass. Bass. I'm your old Bass. <laughs> I got a question for you. Asks you to relive your job trauma. <laughs> they need you. You're the only one could do this job. Do you say yes? I have to give an answer with no, like, negotiations? They're like, everyone else that can do it is dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, don't, I could be a garbage man. <laughs> like, this sounds awful. <laughs> I mean, it's been 40 years. Maybe I miss it. I have a toxic <laughs> relationship with it, so I'll say yeah. Okay. Fair. It's great. I already have a huge picture of this, but I have no idea what the hell that, that was about. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is happening? All right. So, movie starts. We see Sam Elliott's character. I'll just say it now. His name is Calvin. Okay. He's sitting at a dive bar, or just like the neighborhood bar. Did we do the same movie? <laughs> He's sitting alone, he's looking at himself in the mirror behind the bar, and at the same time, there's like a fan above him, and the fan, we hear the sound of the fan, but it starts sounding like a helicopter. Whoop, 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 no, no, <laughs> fucking sirens, no. <laughs> and then we also hear like bombs exploding in the background. And then we go back to the past, cut to World War II Germany. <laughs> oh my god. Did he kill Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> we see some Nazis. Stephanie, I've seen Inglorious Bastards, if that's the movie you did. <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. We see some Nazis. We see, like, a captain or a sergeant or some shit like that. And a young Nazi hey, officer. Hey, Are you in the Hitler youth group? Because you're the only Nazi. I said that's not even good. <laughs> it don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> we see a young officer, or also, like, sergeant, come in. And he's going up to the captain, and he hands him a piece of paper, he makes a call, whatever. He starts asking him to, like, take all his shit out of his pockets, and he does. They let him through. We get a fucking Hail Hitler at some point. It's Hal. Um, Hal I have a question. Is this person supposed to be Calvin when he was younger? 
Yes. Okay. So they have a they don't have Sam Worthington and like no. Dexter. No. So the like remember when in Dexter when he's playing his younger self, but it's the same actor, and he's just wearing a wig. They don't. But, have, but he's like supposed to be sixteen, and, and he like looks this man is thirty nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a different. It, okay. It, uh, Aiden Turner is the younger. Him. Is the younger. Can I look at the cast? Yeah. So old Calvin, I call Calvin, and young Calvin, I just call Cal. I thought you were like, and young Calvin, I also call Calvin. (laughs) (laughs) I think I recognize this guy's face, but also it's like, uh, it's not that good. He don't look like Sam Elliott. They couldn't get someone hotter. He's not, so in the movie, he looks nice. Like, he has a nice haircut. Okay. Like, because I think on his IMDb, he has like long hair or some shit like that. You know how there are people like, I wish I lived in a different generation, like the 60s or the 50s. I wish I lived in 1939 Poland in the World War II. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Someone I'm else joking. kill me. <laughs> so the young officer is Cal. Cal. He goes in, they, they take his gun. He has like a flask, a lighter, some other random shit. They give all that stuff back to him. And we see he starts going up a staircase and... He's, he's there to meet somebody. He goes upstairs, and it's like a long hallway down to the room that he's heading, and while he's walking t- to this room, he takes out the flask. He starts, like, MacGyvering a fucking gun. Oh. <laughs> Before MacGyver existed. He has, like, he got a... got MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. He takes a pen out. That's, like, the fucking rifle. And he's, like, putting all this shit together, and he goes into a room, and we see someone standing there. And then we're back in the present. Okay. So obviously, we know from this that there's going to be more flashbacks and they're going to cut. Yeah. Just. And I'm just going to tell you now, they're not consecutive. Like, it's flashbacks that That's like, great. The movie's already not consecutive because you're throwing no. flashbacks in there, but the flashbacks are also not consecutive. No. And I had to figure out when the fuck is this happening. That's always my favorite when you're playing a game with the movie you're watching. Listen, I'm always the flashback, let's go back to the past, bitch, so... I know, you always do time-warping movies and shit like that. And we're back at the bar. Sam is still having, like, PTSD fucking flashbacks. Then we see the bartender comes up, and he starts talking to him. And he's like, you're not looking too hot. Uh, You should take a vacation. And I said, I'm too poor for that. Wait, he said that or you said said that? that. (laughs) Glad you're throwing yourself in the film. (laughs) What, um, What state are we in? We never find out. Great. It, it's basically like small town America. This is also like, I say back to the present, but this is taking place in the 80s. Oh, that makes sense. Because yeah. from World War II, he couldn't be alive in 2024. Yeah. Um, so he, Not that this movie took place in 2024. Because it was made in 2018 and now it's 2024. They, they never say it in the movie, but I found out like just looking shit up about the movie. It takes place in 1987. Does it look 80s or no? Yeah. Okay. Like there, it's... You know, like, home phone lines, old cars. Like, not too different, but still a little bit. I miss the days when you can use a payphone as a weapon and beat someone to death in the street. I mean, like, just being the fact that, like, oh, I wasn't home. You couldn't reach me. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the escapism. Yeah. <laughs> of, like, I was in my fucking car that also doesn't have a phone yet. <laughs> yep. No excuse, bitch. Everywhere has service now. I have anxiety about that. Like, what would I do in the 80s if, like, one of my family members was in a car accident and I'm nowhere to be found? you wouldn't know i know (laughs) anyways he's like you need a vacation and he's like no offense this dive bar sucks i'm tired i'm gonna leave now (laughs) 
I'm like, okay. <laughs> Just insulted the man and left the bar. Uh, we find out his full name at this point. It's Calvin Barr with two R's. <laughs> Wait a second. Someone's dying. Yeah. So he leaves the bar and then we see there's like a bar leaves the bar mm-hmm. to go draw some bars in the oh. studio. <laughs> he leaves and we see there's like an alleyway next to the bar and there's a black car that just pulls out. So it looks like somebody's following him. He takes his sweet ass motherfucking time walking to his car. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> He's drinking and then it's the 80s. Yeah. He's drinking no and driving. Okay. Yeah. But also like think small town America like it's it's a bigish town so like they have a main street. Okay. So Cincinnati. I I couldn't even tell you where Cincinnati is. Ohio? No. What? Ohio, right? I don't fuck it. I I can't think. <laughs> No, not not like big city, because Cincinnati is so a pretty like big city. So like fucking Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, yeah like sure, like okay. small. I mean, I would say even like Syracuse is too big, but there's like one main street. Uh-huh. There's a decent amount of shops, but everything else is just residential and whatever. He walks at a bar. He's walking down the main street, and we see there's like a TV store. Typical like '80s. There's a bunch of fucking TVs. They're playing the news. We hear some shit about killings in canada or something like that and right underneath the tv store there's a homeless guy sitting there and he's like you got some spare change and calvin goes into his wallet he gives him a couple bills oh and he's about to say like just don't spend it on drugs don't tell i guess what to spend it on that's not what you give him money so he he starts saying don't spend it on he's like nah forget it and just <laughs> gives him the money and the dude's like thank you so he keeps walking, and his car is off, like, on a side street, so this motherfucker walked, like, eight blocks. I mean, I guess if the city street's packed, there's no parking, like, that's the smart way to do I, it. That's what like, I do, because I have anxiety. All right, whatever. He goes to his car. As he's about to get into his car, three dudes show up on him, and they try to rob him. And the guy has a knife, and he's like, give me your wallet, give me your keys. He hands him his keys. And then he's like, give me your wallet. So he pulls out his wallet and he's like, oh, I just gave all my money to this homeless guy. And they're like, I don't give a fuck. Give me your shit. So he's opening his wallet up and there's a photo, like an old black and white photo of a woman. And he wants to take it out. And the guy snatches the wallet from him. He looks at the photo and she's like, oh, she looks pretty. And he's smoking a cigarette and he puts the cigarette out on her face. And I'm like, men's attachment to useless items. Shit. You have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> This guy, there's two, it's the main guy and two other lackeys or whatever the fuck. He gets in this car and when they walked up on him, they smashed his fucking face into his car. This man is like geriatric. What the fuck? Yeah, right? Like, Jesus Christ, asshole. So he's like kind of in pain or whatever and he's leaning on the passenger door and this guy gets into the driver's side and he leans over and he's like, I just can't let you do this. I need my car. <laughs> and he's like, fuck you. So he fucking pulls him out of the car, starts beating the shit out of him, and the two other guys jump in. He fucking takes everybody out. He stabs one of them, because one of them had a knife. Mm-hmm. And then one of them at some point pulled a gun out on him. He takes the gun, pulls out all the bullets from it, and then just smashes it on the ground and just fucking leaves it. Gets in his car, drives away. He pulls up to his car, 
Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. He lives in another car. <laughs> his is by choice. He drives one car and sleeps He's in another. Like, so he pulls up daily. to his yeah. This is my homie. <laughs> so he pulls up to his house, stops in front of it, and just starts crying. And I'm like, I feel you. I wish I could cry in front of my house that I don't have. <laughs> Depressy spaghetti. Cut two. It's the morning. Calvin's in his house. He's got a cute doggoo. The dog's name is Ralph. I wish it was Hobbs. <laughs> no. He's having breakfast and we see the same black car from the night before, like, in front of his house. Oh, so the guys who jumped him weren't in that car. No. Mm. And the car has... He's like, that's my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> he lives in the car. <laughs> the car has U.S. government plates on it. He's eating brekkie, he's taking a shower, and we get another flashback. We're, well, I don't know where the fuck we are, honestly, but there's bombs going off. It's nighttime. We see some people sitting around a campfire eating, and we see... You think that he's in Europe, but joke's on you, he's in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> we see Cal walking through this camp, and everyone's kind of, like, looking at him. Now, I say this, and I know it's wrong of me, but they call themselves this, so do I get a pass? It's a gypsy camp. And somehow, we're in Russia? Okay, wait, so was he always stationed in Russia? We never get an explanation. I'm asking too many questions. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure it out, because at this point, in the first flashback, he's cleanly shaven, he's in a Nazi uniform, and now it's the same guy, but I didn't recognize him at first, he has like a thick-ass beard, and he's going into this camp, and he meets the main guy of the camp, don't ask me what his name is. I don't remember. Okay. We'll call him Vlad. <laughs> he goes into Vlad's tent. And then Vlad is asking him some shit about, do you know how to paint? And he's calling him Mr. America. I'm like, what? Mr. America. Do you know how to paint? <laughs> I said he might be Russian. We find out he is Russian. But I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. This guy is like kind of threatening to kill him. Like he's sending mixed messages. Because he's like, are you bad? Are you good? I kill, not kill. We drink vodka together. Maybe not. We in war. Good omen, bad omen. So this whole scene, like, I get it setting up the story, but there's no reason for it to be in here. He starts telling him that his grandmother was from, like, some old ancient, like, gypsy tribe or something like that. That they have good omens and they have bad omens. And he says, I always was raised to believe that omens were bad. And then my mom would tell us as children, eat this last bite of spaghetti. It has an omen in it. And then I grew up to find out omens are not good. <laughs> well, apparently there's good and bad omens. That's not true. <laughs> it sounds like something my mother created. <laughs> I've heard of good omens. No. <laughs> All right. The omen, the movie, it's not about a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? <laughs> They're coming out with a prequel. Yeah, I, I saw. saw. They're talking about good omens, bad omens. And then he tells him, Vlad, tells Cal, if you want to be with us, you're going to have to shave. Because basically the impression is that, like, he's traveled a long time just to get to this camp. So just That's to, like... That's a weird request. Just to blend in. Like, are we talking the face, the head, the badusi? The badusi, like, for the sure. The badusi? He's like, yo, bend over and spread those cheeks. <laughs> Russians, they don't like hairy assholes. You run faster with no ass hair. I want to play with your ass, not with your shit. <laughs> he starts saying that I, I'm going to shave you. 
This is already getting weird. And I can't be perfect because only Jesus is perfect. Did they really say this? He says only Jesus is perfect. I don't think that they use the word Jesus since that is from his Hispanic cultures. I have a little of my own flair to this, okay? (laughs) I'm going to shave you. I'm going to try not to cut you. Like, I'm not going to cut you on purpose, basically. If this cut is perfect and I don't cut you, that's bad juju. So he's going... Oh, Jesus Christ. So he's going to try not to cut him, but if he does, it's good luck. Yes. Okay. And then he says, if I don't cut you... Why are you dating a Russian? (laughs) (laughs) This is is some bullshit. This is is their... I I don't know if this is real thing, but basically if it's perfect, no one can be perfect. Only God can be perfect. Yeah. So it's a bad omen. Jesus slept with a prostitute. How perfect is he? But he also says something like... I. Like, the way he led up to it is, like, I could cut your throat because he's using a razor blade. Mm -hmm. He starts shaving him. He finishes. It's a weird sentence I never thought I'd hear. (laughs) He's shaving him. Mm -hmm. He finishes. And it's a perfect cut. He finishes. He also finishes shaving him. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's a perfect cut. And he's like, bad omen. Mm. You're going to die. And then he turns his head and cuts him behind the ear. And he's like, good omen. You're going to live, but you are cursed. What is this, thinner? (laughs) But then at some point before the whole thing, Vlad started saying some shit like calling him Mr. America and like not really knowing what his mission is, but somehow he's involved in helping him. And Cal says, America thanks you. And Vlad is like, why you no thank me? (laughs) He's like, you thank me. I say, you're welcome. Then we drink. That's such a Russian thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) So then after he shaves him and curses him, he says, I thank you. And he says, you're welcome. Now we can drink. So he's like, bring in dancing bear. We have bear. No. So he's like, I don't know you. So we don't drink vodka. (laughs) We drink gin. Okay. I'm cool with that. Hold on. He pours shots. Cal takes the shot and he's like, that's not gin. That's vodka. And then he's like, you don't know me? I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) So straight up, I wrote, I don't know what the fuck is happening here. Back to the present. This is what male bonding is, people. Yeah, I guess so. You shave, you cut, you drink. Calvin is sitting on his bed and he pulls out like a wooden box that's about the size of a shoe box. And he's just holding it. He's looking at it. I don't remember if he puts it back under the box. He doesn't open it. Okay. Under the bed, not back under the box. <laughs> Whatever. That's he sleeps in a box, <laughs> in a car, in the trunk. So he's getting dressed. He goes into his closet. He sees... Wow, this car has a closet? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he sees his old, like, army uniform. He takes it out, and it looks like he's about to put it on. And then he takes out, like, um, a pin or whatever, like a, a war... A medal. A medal that he got. And he kind of, like, shakes his head and then, like, puts the suit, the army suit, back, like, in the back of the closet and then hides the metal in, like, a jar on the, in the top of the closet. This okay. man's going through some shit. Okay. <laughs> There's, why don't you just have one box with all of your army shit? I don't know. A jar? <laughs> a jar. It's a, no. That's so where he you hide has, your weed. <laughs> right. So he has it in a box and he takes it out of this, the little box that it's in and he puts it in like a jar of like marbles and buttons and shit like that. It's where you hide your weed. <laughs> yeah. So he 
is like going out somewhere and he's looking at his dog and Ralph's like, come on, dude. You don't want to leave me at home. Dude. Come on, dude. Dude, I'm a Labrador retriever. <laughs> you can't leave me alone. I gotta dude. retrieve shit. I'm gonna fucking eat your shoe. <laughs> so he's like, all right, come with me. So he takes the dog. They go for a ride in the, his car. And we hear some shit on the radio about Bigfoot. This is when we find out that the dog's name is Ralph. He's a good boy. He takes him into town. He's just walking his dog in town. And he sits down on a bench and basically, like, most of the times when we see a flashback, he's looking at his reflection in, like, a glass or a mirror, and that's when he has a flashback. That's kind of the theme, and then it just flashbacks whenever the fuck, so. <laughs> it's like, I see myself in myself. Yeah. Boom. So he's sitting on a bench in the town, and he's looking at I a... Imagine Sam Worthington, like, in the... Best... Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. Oh, God. <laughs> Who in the that's a raven like thing like where it like turns to his face and he like <laughs> the fucking neck snap yeah, <gasps> yeah and the zoom in and the fucking rainbow circles no he's looking at himself from like under his eyebrow like you bitch <laughs> he's looking at himself he's like bitch you know <laughs> I'm sexy don't call just text me <laughs> so flashback he's looking at a store and he gets a flashback and then we see Cal working at a hat shop that was a thing okay so he's like dressing a mannequin in the window and then we see a young blonde girl i mean young young woman not like a fucking 12 year old <laughs> walks in and she's like i'm looking for a hat and he's like well dumbass you walked into the <laughs> yeah, right store like, you walked into a hat store <laughs> yay you <laughs> what else would you be looking for <laughs> back to the present calvin's sitting on the bench still and then the wind is blowing and all of a sudden we see something like on the ground. He steps on it. He picks it up. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's a scratch ticket. Like a lottery ticket? Yeah. Okay. And he picks it up. He looks at it. And then we see him going into a convenience store. There's some young kid working at the counter and he's like, hey, do you sell these here? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, do you know who you sold this to? And he's like, you didn't buy it. And he's like, no, I found it, but it looks like it's a winning ticket. It's a hundred bucks. And the kid is like, do you want the money? And he's like, I got nothing to do with it. And the kid's kind of looking at him like, the fuck? The dog's like, rot row, take that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you want to feed me? How the fuck? You, you feeding me on your army pension, bitch? Basically. You just getting me fucking regular doggy chow? No, he's like, I got social services from the hat store. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, keep it. If someone comes in, if they claim it, then they claim it. If they don't, it's yours to the kid. And the kid's kind of just like, what is happening? Then He's like, Mr. This is a bodega. <laughs> you see the cat back there? He's the manager. He's the owner. Yeah. <laughs> his, his owner died. He owns it now. How he pays taxes? Don't ask me. So they start talking about ripped dollar bills. Why? So the guy... <sighs> This, all right, so he gives him the ticket, right? And there's like a bowl of dog treats on the counter. And the kid is like, here, one for your dog. This is a fancy ass fucking bodega. It's a small town. Mm -hmm. He gives him the treat and I'm like, oh, he's giving him a free treat. No, the, the treat is 25 cents. I just gave you a hundred dollar win right. lottery ticket. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. But, you know, Calvin's a good man, even though he hates his life. He pulls out a dollar bill and he's like, hmm. I wonder how that 
got through. And the kid's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, then he drops some crazy just like trivia knowledge on him. I'm assuming this is me as an old woman. He's like, I'm surprised it wasn't burned. And he's like, the kid is like, who burns money? And he's like, the government. He's like, you know, all those ripped and broken bills in circulation, they take them and they burn them and they put out new bills to uh, swap them out, basically. Wow, I need to stop duct taping my money together after I have fucking Hulk rages and rip it up. If you take ripped dollar bills to to the the bank, bank, they'll swap it out for you. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. He's again wondering, like, oh, why hasn't this one been caught? And the kid's like, I guess some old ones just hang around. And Calvin kind of looks at him like, same. (laughs) After this, Calvin decides that he's going to go to his barber, get a haircut, and... One of the barber... And then I'm going to go to the bar. And my last name is Bar. This <laughs> and is... I drop bars. <laughs> bars. Yes. This is when... Is it? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know, Stephanie. I did not write this movie. <laughs> uh, Whatever. He sits down and the barber's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. The guy's name is Ed. And he's like, you don't look too hot. Like, are you all like, right? really? Because I would have to say, bitch... You know know I'm I'm sexy. (laughs) Don't call, just text me. Even though that isn't a thing yet. Bitches slow can't get on my speed. (laughs) Yeah, it's the 80s. (laughs) Bitch, don't call, just page me. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I feel old. I'm like, same. (laughs) He starts saying that he's... Because he keeps asking him, like, are you alright? And he's like, I'm old. I'm regretting... I'm regretting some things in my past. <laughs> Do you ever think about the fact that, like, six generations ago, we had ancestors who probably, like, were doing industrial work or farming, and they're like, I wonder what my future selves are going to be like, and then there's two 30-year-old women sitting in pajamas doing a podcast while drinking? Girl, please, we don't even have to go back six generations. My grandmother was pulled out of her home by the Nazis. Stephanie, I have work. ancestors who died in the Holocaust. So do I. They died for this. So for this moment. <laughs> Stephanie is not Jewish. She's just Polish. But still, I know she yeah, lost ancestors came, in the Holocaust. Yeah. But I double lost ancestors in the Holocaust because they were Jewish and persecuted. Right. But my, my grandmother, who just passed away right before COVID, was shipped out when she was 14 to work on a farm for a Nazi sergeant. And she was very lucky that he was a nice man. My ancestors worked for the French resilience, resistance. Wow, I'm stupid. That's, this is what you died for, ancestors. (laughs) Uh, Not the resistance, the resilience. (laughs) They were killed when they were fighting with the French in World War II. Uh, And this is what I'm doing in their honor. So, Moish and Jokel and Schmeich, I'm sorry that you're dead. (laughs) But I'm living a life for you. This this Yuzu Howard Seltzer is for you. My That's not their names. My dad, uh, when he used to work, one of his coworkers was also Polish and they were talking about some like I don't know, medieval war or something that happened in Poland. And he was like, Oh yeah, my great great uncle was in this war and he was like, Oh yeah, on which side? And it was on the wrong side like he wasn't fighting for the polish and they're like who are your ancestors <laughs> <laughs> so he's telling him that he regrets his past and this is when we find out that ed the barber is calvin's younger brother couldn't mention that before 
I didn't know. Like, he just walks in, and they're talking like, oh, you haven't... Because he walks in, and he's like, oh, I see you got a haircut from somebody else. And he's like, yeah, it was taking a long time for it to grow, but then all of a sudden it felt heavy. Like, it's weighing on his head. Like, amazing, But brother. also, like, his thoughts are also weighing on... Whatever. So, anyways... What the fuck is this movie about? Dude, straight up, the first hour of this movie, because I read some shit online... It could have been its own separate movie, not including the whole fucking Bigfoot thing. I'm like waiting for Bigfoot to walk in for Bigfoot a haircut. Bigfoot thing gets thrown in. <laughs> haircut. Yeah. <laughs> the whole Bigfoot thing gets hey, Mr. thrown Foot. in out of fucking Every, nowhere. My, everyone calls my dad Mr. Foot. Call me Big. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what broke her. <laughs> not Mr. Big. Just Big. So he tells him. Because that is like, oh, I know we don't talk much. Like, you know, we're not really close. They're both like older men. So they just haven't had a good relationship. Out of nowhere, Calvin is like, I shot someone during the war. I never wanted to kill anybody, even if they had it coming. Flashback. There are mirrors in a barber. <laughs> Unless it's like well, that so restaurant where you go and blindfolded and you try <laughs> things without looking and the barber's like that too. No, so there's actually, like, I wrote it down, but I didn't mention it. But since you said mirrors, (laughs) he's sitting down and he turns around and he's like, huh, the clock is mirrored. He has a backward clock. So when you're sitting in the barber chair, you can actually read the time. Okay. I'm like, that's a little. I've never seen that. (laughs) That's kind of cool. I mean, same thing as have you ever noticed that I, I don't know if it's here, but I know it's a thing in Europe. That it says ambulance in reverse. When you're looking in your mirror, you can so read it. So you can read it? That's smart. You think that it would help, though? You know, if you don't see flashing lights and you're just like, what is that? And then you're like, what does it say? Ambulance? Do you think I can rent that ambulance? <laughs> you know, it's cheap. You already mentioned this before I said that. I can't. Donna doesn't even let me finish my thought. Stephanie, I'm going to need you to strengthen your memory you so you don't get sh- dementia okay, first of all, when we're in our fucking 60s. <laughs> you said, Donna uh, calls me last night, or, yeah, you know, last night, and she's like, I was listening to the last episodes we recorded. I don't remember shit from them, but you said something funny, and now she's telling me, you don't remember what you said. Meanwhile, you didn't, I didn't fucking say remember that. shit anyway. I'm just telling you, like you mentioned it last. Well, I do now because I was listening to it. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, but you didn't remember. If you hadn't listened to it, you wouldn't have. Oh my remember. god. Get back to Mirror Chronicle. <laughs> Flashback. Young Cal is still, I'm assuming, in Russia. It's morning now. And Vlad is there. And there's a bunch of other fucking people. We all of a sudden see a little boy hugging a german shepherd and he's sad and this is when we find out that cal is taking this german shepherd and i'm like por qué? vlad and a shit ton of people walk him cal to the forest and cal heads off by himself just with the dog i mean i feel like that's there's no better way to go out into the woods without a companion like right a dog. so then he's walking into the woods and the next thing we see he's on a road and he's dressed in the nazi uniform i'm like cool i didn't know the forest is also a wardrobe wait a second <laughs> he's dressed in a nazi uniform or an american soldier uniform or he's purposely dressed as a nazi he's purposefully All right, now, dressed now as i understand a nazi. okay yeah. I thought- and, it, and it's like a sergeant's uniform it's not just like a regular soldier's uniform 
And I also, I didn't write this down, but I would like to mention when he gets the dog, he just has like a rope around the dog's neck. But when he's in full uniform and he's like nice leather boots and like a nice long trench coat, he has a nice ass leash for the dog too. I'm well, like, yeah, he's in disguise. This man travels on every type of fucking possible transportation. We, he's on a truck. He's on the back of the truck. He's walking. He's all of a sudden on a boat. And then he's in the back of a fucking train, like just the, the rail carts. No horse. No horse. <laughs> As we so, know, another thing that Stephanie just dropped in my lap one day. She's a horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the back of this train. And they never say where they are, but I'm assuming Poland because the train, the rail train that he's on has like Polish writing on it. Gets, so you could read it. Yeah. What did it say? I think it said like Lost or something. I think it's like just a place. Okay. So he, the train stops, he gets off and then we just see like a group of jewish people being led to the train and he's walking in the opposite direction just with the dog and i'm like no one's stopping him like this man just rolled up with a dog they don't give a shit and as i'm thinking that to myself someone walks up to him and asks him for his papers they look at him all good he starts walking and he ends up walking to some like really nice estate like red brick just fucking huge garden and, of course, it's some, like, Nazi villa or something like that. It sounds like a hot new club. <laughs> Nazi villa. New York's hottest club is Nazi villa, <laughs> where you're given a Nazi uniform and a dog leash, and your partner is on all fours, and he is dressed like a German shepherd. <laughs> He's walking to this fancy-ass house. The dog we see is laying down under a tree, and he just unclips it and leaves it under this tree. So I'm like... I what thought was this was going to be your, like, dog, your yeah. attack dog or something, but I guess it was just to further the image of like German soldier with a German shepherd, badass motherfucker, woo. He would only be by himself if he'd had a dog, I guess. I don't know. So whatever. This is when we see... Well, I, not to get into history, but I do know that a lot of them did have dogs. So like yeah, track sense. Yeah, and they sense, had so that German they, shepherds, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Germans had German shepherds? Oh, yeah. Oh, Fritzl. <laughs> And the dog's name was Schnitzel. So he leaves the dog and this is when we see the whole beginning of him going into the house, getting his shit checked, making the makeshift gun. And then we see he goes into an office. And this is when we finally get the confirmation that he goes into Hitler's office. Okay, hold on a second. You theorize that they're in Poland. So Hitler's office is in a villa in Poland. And he goes, he just straight up is allowed to go into Hitler's office. There's no explanation for how. Like, First of there, all, there is Hitler wasn't on, murdered. But... He took the easy way okay, out. <laughs> all right, so that's part of this. Okay. We'll get into that later. Because I guess his uniform, like he's some type of sergeant, I guess somehow mm -hmm. they never explain it, but that he had some type of meeting that he had important paperwork that he had to personally give Hitler. To Hitler. Yeah. So he goes Hitler's into... Hitler's such a harsh way to call... Can we call him Adolf? <laughs> Oh, he's just 80. <laughs> so he goes into his office. Of course, you know, kill Hitler. And he gives him a folder. Hitler sits down. He tells him to sit down. They, they're both sitting. And the envelope that he gave him has like the... Um, stamp. The wax stamp. Mm -hmm. So he cuts it open. And he pulls out a piece of paper. And the piece of paper is a poster of Uncle Sam 
with the pointing finger, I want you for the U.S. Army. Okay. And as Hitler's looking at this, Cal stands up and shoots Hitler twice. Where? First in, like, the chest and then in the head. Back to the present. Calvin's back at home. We see the black car is rolling down his street, and then it turns its lice off. Lice off. Lysol off. It's very ominous. Back in his house, he's making himself a hungry man meal. It looks fucking disgusting. <laughs> Which one is it? Um, is it steak or is it chicken? It, I think it's like the Salisbury steak or something. Just like the patty with the, mashed the potatoes. The boneless fried chicken is the best it looks, one. It looked fucking disgusting. Flashback. Again. Cal is on a date with the pretty blonde girl. I'll just say it now because I don't remember when we find out. Her name is Maxine. And they're talking and we find out that she's a school teacher for like elementary school kids and they're at some really fancy place and he's just like oh i figured i'd ask you out on a date finally and she's like we've been on dates but this is a very like fancy restaurant and while they're talking we see he goes into his pocket under the table and he pulls out a ring and he's like kind of blabbering or whatever and at some point some dickhead fucking like bumps into their table and he's like yo Move your fucking table. It's in the way. And I'm like, you dumb fuck. Isn't this the 50s? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm adding my pizzazz to it. That kind of happens. They both kind of start laughing. He starts blubbering. And then he's kind of like, you know, going up to ask her to, to propose to her. And then all of a sudden, another fucking annoying couple walks up. And they're talking about their fat piece of shit son. <laughs> And how Maxine is an amazing teacher because she helps the kids learn at their pace or whatever. And finally, the dude from the couple is like, oh, young man. I'm like, you, y'all look at the same fucking age. Like, what the fuck? She starts telling them that, like, oh, this is Calvin. He's going to the army. He's about to deploy. Oh, so this is before World War II. Yeah. So this oh, is really fucking jumping so all over the, the place. Okay. He's, she says that he's about to leave, and then the guy's like, oh, don't get shot. Good advice. And leaves. And Maxine starts laughing, and she's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, don't worry. He's like, I don't know how you do it. Like, you're such a fucking saint. Because he's like, I would never be able to deal with these fucking assholes, basically. And he's kind of like blubbering a little bit more, and she's kind of just like, Calvin, I love you. And he's like, I love you too. <laughs> He said it. They have really nice chemistry, the two of them. And I didn't write this down, but trivia, the two actors ended up dating after this. Oh. Back to the present. It's morning. Calvin fell asleep in his lounge chair in front of his TV. Now, y'all probably don't know, but before fucking Verizon and whatever else, fucking Spectrum... After a certain hour, you would just have white noise on right, the TV. Right, right, right. It would be static or it'd be like yeah. just a fucking circle that says, please stand by. Yeah. With the so that night when he sat down to dinner, he left the remote on top of the TV and he was too lazy to get up. So the whole night the TV has just been playing static. Jesus. So I guess that's his noise to I mean, fall if, asleep to. If you've to. been through war, you can sleep through anything. I guess so. He heads back to his bedroom and he pulls out the, the box again from under it. And I'm like, this time he's going to open it. Never mind, he does not. It has two latches on it. He opens one and then closes <laughs> it again. I'm like, cool. He's just going through his daily routine. He's eating breakfast. and he's he, eating Hungry Man for breakfast. <laughs> he's eating like eggs and sausages. 
and he has like the little Monday through Sunday like pill thing and he takes out his pills and just like crushes them and then like throws all the other ones out I'm like what is this man needs a hug (laughs) (laughs) it's nighttime again yeah that happens and he's reading a book and he gets a knock on the door and two FBI suit men show up at the door and they're like can we talk and I didn't write this down, but at some point he's like, uh, do you want coffee? And they're like, no, we just ate. And he's like, I didn't ask you if you ate. I asked if you wanted coffee. (laughs) So they go down, uh, to his dining room and they sit at the table and he's like, just give it to me. Like, why the fuck are you here? I don't think they ever introduce themselves because they just show him their badges. I just call him Agent Ron. Okay. Ron, Ron Livingston is the main FBI guy, and then he has another partner. Uh, he's French. Do you want to come up with a name for the French FBI, Adrian? <laughs> Jacques. Very good. <laughs> so, Ron and Jacques are sitting in the dining room. And Ron says, have you heard about what's happening in Canada? And he's like, yeah, it's been all over the news. And I'm not good at history. What the fuck's happening in Canada? <laughs> Well, throughout the whole movie, we've heard, like, little snippets of, like, a bunch of deaths. They think Mm -hmm. it's a serial killer. Then we hear about Bigfoot. Oh! Oh! oh, Wait a minute. Bigfoot is a serial killer? I mean... (laughs) So... He's the Ted Bundy of cryptids. He's like, yeah, I've heard about it. It's all over the news. And he's like, y'all are talking in circles. Like, just get to the fucking point. (laughs) I wrote Ronstein. Ronston. (laughs) Romstein. Duh. 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 The Hustmish. He starts telling him a story about his grandfather. And he's like, my grandfather worked with you in the army. We at some point thought he was losing his shit. But I think he was just telling us stuff that he shouldn't have been telling us. So he's heard some war stories that he shouldn't have. But basically he's alluding to the fact like the rest of his family didn't believe his grandfather's stories. Okay. But he did. Um... Jacques. Yep, that's what we named him. Pulls out, pulls out a folder, because he's like, "What? What? What the fuck are you talking about?" So Jacques pulls out a folder, and it's a bunch of pictures of dead animals. Calvin's looking at them, and he's like, "They look infected. Is this some type of plague?" And Jacques says, "No, it's the Bigfoot." Okay. Well, I don't even know what accent that was. So. <laughs> Because this is the man who killed Hitler, they're like, we're going to find him and he's going to kill Bigfoot. I wrote, I wrote at some point, I'm like, I have a lot of fucking questions. <laughs> this, like, what? And, he, and I'm like, what? So apparently, Bigfoot is sick with some prehistoric black plague disease in Canada. And there's a 50 mile fucking circle within like some forest within Canada where all the wildlife has died. So, Wait a minute. So they are not even going over the fact that, like, we know Bigfoot exists. Yeah. We have concrete evidence of this creature's existence. Yes. They're just like, hey, listen, you heard of Biggie, G- Biggie F? <laughs> <laughs> Biggie G. He's sick. <laughs> um, we need to figure out, he's spreading this disease. We gotta kill him. We gotta contain it before we have to deal with it. Right. Because at this point, I'm like, what questions get answered? All right. So... He's carrying some nightmare plague, and they're saying that if we don't stop it, 
it's going to spread and the whole world is going to fucking die oh my god imagine a disease that spread and like stopped the whole world oh it's god. like so crazy to oh imagine something I, like that. i actually wrote i don't remember at what point i wrote guys this movie was written and came out before <laughs> the rona do you remember this movie with gwyneth paltrow she goes on a business meeting to like japan or china and she comes back and she has this mysterious illness and it takes over the whole world the happening no no what the fuck was it no uh what is it called i don't know but it's her and mark Wahlberg. (laughs) yeah and kate winslet who's like a disease control what the fuck is it called just look it up all right fine the happening is the trees shit yeah but it's also mark Wahlberg. (laughs) oh no it's matt damon it's not more no. It's not <laughs> Contagion. So the government is calling this fifty mile radius the dead zone. I wrote Vone instead of zone. Cool. Ron says that there have been more human deaths than the media has been reporting. Like they can't control it. At first they didn't know what the fuck was happening. So then Jacques tells calvin that we've tested your blood and you're immune and i'm like the fuck (laughs) and right as i'm saying the fuck he's like how the fuck did you test my blood they're like oh we had some of your blood on cold storage from world war ii (laughs) and we tested it and we found out that you're immune and then he's like how the fuck do you know that i'm immune and they're, they explain it just like, you know, a certain percentage of the population, no matter what the disease is, is just happens to be immune to it. And he's like, okay, but then if I'm a certain percentage, why the fuck me? And they're like, some of y'all are old. Some of y'all are children. It was you and two other people, but the two other people are dead. So they basically went to these two other people before him. Not because he's the man that killed Hitler. No. Well, okay. So we'll get to that. <laughs> so so he says, why me? They say he was one out of three. Whoever has already been sent into the dead zone has either come back without finding Bit, Bit, Bitfoot. <laughs> Bitfoot. Who are you looking for? Bigfoot? I'm Bitfoot. Wrong person. No, nah, that's not me. Has either come back not finding where Bigfoot is, infected, or they just haven't come back at all. I'm like, oh shit, COVID? Ron says, you know, you're perfect. And then he starts going back to his grandpapa stories. And Calvin's kind of looking at him from like under his eyebrow. And he's like, I he's just... got mustaches for eyebrows. He does. He, he has, has very bushy he eyebrows. Has I know. Fuck eyebrows. Who was that guy? I'm pretty sure he was like on uh, New York, New York one, one who has yeah, like the fucking yo, Eugene Levy eyebrows. He had straight up just hedges. And he had like fucking crazy glasses. So he looked like fucking a character on Sesame Street. Why did no one ever say, like, let me manscape just a little bit? Because <laughs> it just made him. Bit. You know but what he, he looks always, like. He always had just, like, the three or four hairs just fucking going in every fucking <laughs> direction. And it's like, I am listening to the news, but I am not <laughs> not listening. <laughs> I am, I am just... listening to the news, but I am not watching the news. <laughs> I am not. I'm watching these talking caterpillars <laughs> tell me about some fucking new program in New York City. He's like, five people died. And I'm like who (laughs) he was like a theater critic he wasn't like doing murders on new york one all right fine so anyway (laughs) ron says some other shit about his grandpa and then calvin's like i shadowed the nazis 
until I found an opportunity and I knew where he was at the right time. And then I killed him. Meanwhile, Jacques is sitting there like, what are we talking about? Yeah, Jacques is Russian now. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am from Paris. VV. What is we talking about? <laughs> Ron kind of looks at him like, holy shit, are you telling me what I think you're telling me? And then Calvin says that the governments, aka Germany and the US, covered up the fact that Hitler was murdered earlier and that and then he starts saying he's like what do you what do you think the haircut and the mustache was it was just a costume so it'd be easy to dress anyone up in that way and they would just think that it's him and i don't think it's said now i think he says it later but it was a really nice fucking thing that that's why i'm so conflicted on whether i like this movie or not i don't like my movie (laughs) because up to this point like if it was just a story about an an old man going through like his regrets <clears throat> in his life and i mean there's a, there's there's one there's two more things in this movie one is just fucking straight up ridiculous and one is so fucking sad i'm like what is happening <laughs> that's nice. i was so conflicted what is your biggest regret that's holding you back and he's like i wrote shrek <laughs> You can't say funny shit when I'm vaping because that that choke hurts so much. (laughs) I wrote Shrek. He basically says that even though the man was dead, his words were so powerful that it didn't matter if he was alive or not because they still kept up his image and his, what they thought of what represented him alive until they couldn't keep him alive anymore. And that's when they staged his suicide. Right? Well, if I know American history, we love murdering people. And I feel like they would have been like, we killed him! (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) apparently not. So he says he killed the man, but his words were unstoppable. The war was won, he says... Cause, cause Ron is still looking at him like you, you like I'm finding out that you're basically my fucking hero. Like from from everything Ron, that what's his. What's your last name? Kowitzki. <laughs> Goldenstein. Berg. Burger. Burger. <laughs> like I, I get it. Right? Calm down. <laughs> I know you weren't a big fan. He did, he did speak really well, but I mean I know not a big fan. No one really is, but unless you're a white, uh, a skinhead, skinhead. <laughs> a whitehead. Yeah. Unless you're a pimple. <laughs> As Calvin is talking, like, Ron keeps looking at him more, like, open-eyed, like, whoa, like, w- this is the man that I didn't think existed, but I'm finding out that the stories my, gra- my, my delusional, possibly Alzheimer's grandfather was telling me were true. And then Calvin says, the war was won by heroes, not by me. So basically, like, don't fucking look up to me. I'm not this superhero that you think of, like, when you were reading comics as a fucking kid. So he kind of crushes Ron a little bit, but, you know, whatever. He's like, so will you help us? <laughs> and Calvin says, I don't work for you anymore. And he's like, he's not wrong. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. They leave, but they still leave the folder of photos with him. And I'm like, mm, mm. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Flashback. <laughs> Calvin is leaving for the army. We see he's in front of his house. There's a taxi cab. This is the first time we see he has a family, that he still lives at home. His parents are there, and then we see little Ed, and his baby brother goes up to him, 
and he gives him a little metal, which I guess was a thing because they made shit out of metal back in the day, a little metal dinosaur. And he gives it to Calvin and Calvin's like, but this is your favorite. And he's like, he'll keep you safe. Very cute moment. In real life, his little brother would give him a pack of chewing tobacco, $5, and whatever moonshine they had in the backyard. A 40? A 40? Like, what the fuck? All right, fine. A pack of hundreds. Stephanie, when were 40s invented? Not, surely not the 30s. I mean, his brother's like eight years old. (laughs) That's not the, okay. Anyways, back to the present. Calvin gets a call. Well, no, I'm sorry. Calvin makes a call. He gets a call from himself because he's making a call. <laughs> and someone picks up. I I didn't know who it was, but we find out he was calling his brother. And he his brother picks up. It's late at night. And he's like half asleep. He gets a call back because he doesn't answer him. He just hangs up. His brother calls him back. And he's like, did you just call me? And he's like, yeah, I did. So next thing we see, they met up in some park, I guess, because they're just sitting on a bench. Calvin has a thermos of some hot cocoa he pours each of them a little cup he he even has a little baggie of some mini marshmallows very cute and ed's like so uh do do you want to talk or do you just want to sit like his brother is very sweet like it's just a very nice he's just like i'm fine with either one if you just want to sit here even though you woke me up at like two o'clock in the morning like i'm cool to just sit with you and calvin says that he got a call from somebody it was the government. He tells him that the government wants him to kill Bigfoot. And Ed is like, well, could you do it? Not, um, hey, Wait, no, Calvin, no, hold on. We'll get to it. Do you want to go to a hospital? <laughs> we'll get to that. He tells him, government's like, yo, kill Bigfoot. And his brother's like, well, could you? And then Calvin's like, you believe me? And he gives him a little speech about how a liar is a liar. And he says, when a honest man is honest he's honest so basically when water is wet it's wet it's water (laughs) so basically he's saying i know you're an honest man why would you lie to me about something even though it sounds insane stephanie if i came to you and i'm like stephanie (laughs) (laughs) it's 2 a.m come to the bench near my house i have some hot cocoa and marshmallows and a ziploc baggie i have to tell you something you're like, okay, what? The government called me. <laughs> and they want me, the person who has ripped the front of their bumper off while leaving a fucking body shop, to murder Bigfoot. And immediately got it fixed. Yeah. They're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> to murder Bigfoot. What would you say? Could you do it? <laughs> I'd be like, are we both getting crystal meth from the same person? <laughs> like, are you okay? <laughs> she hit her head. <laughs> I'm sorry, this reminds me of Six Feet Under again. Oh, all right, no, 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 we're not getting into it. Go, go. Oh, God. If you know, you know. Go. So he tells him, honest man is honest, whatever the fuck. And then Calvin turns to him, he's like, take care of my dog. (laughs) And then this is the moment when the movie takes a complete 180 from everything that has happened so far. I wish it took a 360. (laughs) (laughs) Calvin is on a fucking chopper. Whoa, wait, 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 whoa, whoa. A helicopter? A where'd helicopter. He where'd he get one? I don't know. He's in the back seat. He's not piloting. Oh, okay. He's, my Uber is here. <laughs> my Uber <laughs> is here. 80s. And we see the helicopter flying over like a super fucking ominous, 
black background or like the helicopter it's all silhouettes and the background is just this like insanely vibrant orange and i'm like what is happening are we in middle earth <laughs> fucking what's his face is about to fucking plunk uh, throw the ring into the volcano well like, no they gotta do an investigation some Lord of the ring shit they gotta happening. talk to other cryptids so they go to find the mothman and he's like i haven't seen bigfoot since the war yo, and yo, then they're like all right let's go to the loch ness monster so fucking great the man who killed hitler and the mothman <laughs> you don't kill the mothman calvin is wearing like white pjs and everyone else is wearing hazmat suits we find out that this, like, ominous orange fucking background is because the entire 50-mile radius has a ring of fire around it, so nothing can escape. They put that there? Like, yeah. the army? Okay. They, they fucking set the whole fuck, which is insane. So I read this story about a burn victim who meets a guy in a cafe, and <laughs> <laughs> he's like, have you heard of the dead zone? <laughs> they tell him, that the dead zone is contained by fire and that once he goes into the dead zone which i'm like is there a bridge that's not flammable but whatever we never get that explanation they are going to back up another 50 miles away from him so he's there by him fucking self and i didn't write this down i will bring it up when it happens because i'm like how we'll get to it how what <laughs> okay <laughs> they say that definitely ask questions about moments you don't know about <laughs> exactly I'm preparing you to be like, the fuck? <laughs> he says, or, well, Ron and Jacques, I almost said Gustav, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be up to him to save them all. Now, Ron is there, and he's like, we got your clothing, you got an assortment you can pick from, whatever the fuck you want to wear, and then he's like, we had gun options, but... I thought it was subpar, so I flew in my gun collection for you to pick through. It's, it's a, he leads him into a door and it's a gigantic wall just filled with fucking guns and then a table of like 30 knives. He walks into this room, he points to three things and he's like, that's all I need. Jacques says, merci, Mr. Bear. <laughs> what does he Bar. say? Oh, not bear. <laughs> merci, Mr. Bear. <laughs> Fire the missiles! <laughs> and then we take a nap. <laughs> so he's off to the races. He starts off hot. All of a sudden, we see he's in a forest, and we just see a scope, like the circle with the little fucking X in the center. Cross. And we just see, like, a gorilla-looking thing, and he takes a shot at it, and he shoots it in the fucking head. But it gets away. Calvin's chasing it down through the forest, He's tracking its blood. We see, like, the camera pant a little bit of He's blood. He's running through the woods, running through the forest. Shot it in the head. Let the Bigfoot run. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't think that was that funny, but... Let all the cryptids take over. <laughs> so, he's chasing this blood, and he's running fucking hot. He's going so fast that he doesn't realize that he runs off of a fucking ledge. You know what? Okay. Exactly. I don't see how you cannot realize that. Right. Like you're you're hitting ground, you're touching something, and then you're hitting air. <laughs> so, but he catches himself like falling off. He climbs back up and he's leaning up against a tree and we see his pinky shit is fucked up. <laughs> he broke his pinky. And while he's leaning up against this tree, this is the moment where I'm like, huh? He has a radio with him. 
and he all of a sudden he gets a little <laughs> we heard a gunshot are you okay i'm like bitch are you not like a hundred miles away how the fuck did you hear a gunshot isn't it like echo a hundred miles <laughs> away <laughs> you think i know what a hundred miles is <laughs> echo bitches <laughs> so he's like no i'm not okay it let me off a ledge i broke my pinky and Ron is like, what? He's like, I broke my fifth digit. <laughs> I like that. I don't know why. <laughs> but then he's like, he says, you know, like you're on a time crunch. And this is the moment where I realized I forgot when they were having their conversation about him going on this mission. They told him that America is going to nuke this whole fucking area unless he's able to kill Bigfoot. Because they don't want the virus mm -hmm. to spread. And I'm like, I forgot about the nukes. Ron is then like, did you shoot it? He's like, yep. Ron is like, where? In the head. It's not dead? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and then Ron says, do you know where it is? And Calvin's like, I got it. Next time you hear from me, it'll be done. And then just takes the fucking radio and flings it into a lake. <laughs> Like, cool. This is a man you don't want to fuck with. We see Calvin's back on the hunt, and at some point he just finds a gigantic moose dead, and we see it kind of looks fucked up. Like we never really get a good shot of like how the virus looks like, but it just looks like a fucking crazy nasty rash, basically. Mm -hmm. So at some point we get some epic scenery of like a mountain or some shit like that. I'm like, why are we seeing this? He ends up climbing the mountain. Before he gets to the mountain, we see a deer that is alive. And he's like, whoa, what's that? And we see that the deer has some gnarly fucking shit growing on its shoulder, so it's infected. Then he comes across a pile of some nasty, bloody corn shit. Corn? Like shit with corn in it? Yeah, but also okay. blood. Okay. It just looks like uh -oh, diarrhea. Does Bigfoot have cancer? <laughs> and he like takes a stick, picks some of it up, smells it, and he's like, Mm, vegetarian and then this is the point where i'm like i think i understand the message of this movie vegetarians are killing the world <laughs> calvin climbs the mountain and he finds a cave to sleep in and uh he's got an owl as a roommate <laughs> and he says hello to the owl and the owl goes hoo hoo the owl's like, get out of me. Yeah, I don't know what to think anymore, man. What are you doing? And you then... told me to give up. The owl flies away. And Calvin's just sitting there. He's like, bye. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I lost my shit because of the way that it's just shot. And he's just like, bye. Owl leaves. Calvin lays down for the night and he pulls out the little metal dino from his pocket and sets it up. And there's kind of a cool shot where he kind of like turns the dino to be facing out of the cape and they pan the camera to the back of the dinosaur and it just looks like the dinosaur is fucking gigantic over the landscape. It was just a cool shot. But then we get a flashback. Something. Cal is back from the war. He's got a mustache. I don't know where the fuck the rest of his family is because as I remember, he was living with his parents apparently, but now there's no one in the house. When he left, they were like, now's our time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave and not leave him any information. 
So he gets back home and it, like all the furniture is covered with white sheets and there's just giant stacks of envelopes next to the door. So he starts looking f- through them and this is when we get a narration from Maxine talking about how she's written him a lot and she hasn't heard back from him and basically she finds out that because he's on some special mission they weren't able to forward the letters from him or to him Mm -hmm. and at this point she she's like I passed by your house the other day and I saw the mailman dropping one of my letters in I guess they stopped forwarding my letters to you and she's just saying how how she misses him and she says that I'm gonna have to leave and go to another school closer to where I'm from because my mother is sick and I have to take care of her and then the last thing that she says please come home I love you so he's reading this and at some point he's just fucking crying he pulls out like a a hat box like a round box from his closet yeah I wonder and he puts all of the letters that he got from her into this box he takes it out to the curb with the trash can puts it in the trash can lays in bed crying and in the background we hear a trash truck coming and taking the trash away and then he gets out of bed and we see that the trash can is on its side and it's empty and i'm like oh my god (laughs) what the fuck is this movie doing to me back to the mountain we see that he's climbing to the top of the mountain and we get a really nice view of everything and then all of a sudden we hear some shit some In the background. That's what Bigfoot sounds like. (laughs) And Calvin raises his gun and we pan to Bigfoot laying on its back and like reaching its arm towards him. Calvin puts his gun down and starts walking to Bigfoot. And as he walks up to Bigfoot, Bigfoot kind of takes its last breath and fucking dies. And then Calvin sits down next to Bigfoot, grabs its arm and starts crying. I thought he was going to start jerking himself off. With yeah, just, <laughs> it's not my own. <laughs> he starts gathering a bunch of branches and sticks, is about to light the body on fire. And he says to the body, I'm not going to let them have your body, old man. And as he sets it on fire, Bigfoot wakes the fuck up. <laughs> this is like, I imagine this like sad moment. And then it sounds like the Jack Lynx commercial. Like the fucking Dude, jerky. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The <laughs> yeah, Bigfoot is upset when he's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mess with Bigfoot or Don't whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> so Bigfoot runs the fuck away while he's smoking. <laughs> he's His like on fur fire. caught on fire. <laughs> and yeah. he's smoking like a bong yeah. or a cigarette. <laughs> he just took a big hit and fucking ran away. <laughs> Bigfoot blaze it and then runs. So he runs away. Calvin starts fucking tracking him again. He loses sight of it, and all of a sudden it jumps over like a fucking pile of leaves onto him Mm -hmm. and just starts beating the shit out of him. (laughs) I would expect nothing less Bigfoot. That's the only part of the movie that makes sense. (laughs) Then he takes... He does the move of trying to rip Calvin's arm off where he puts his foot, like, under his armpit and... Armpit? (laughs) Armpit? Under his armpit and is just tugging on his arm. Like I'm like, this motherfucker was just in a coma. Like, what (laughs) cocaine did he snort? (laughs) This is the point where Calvin pulls out his fucking knife and stabs it. We finally get a close-up of 
Bigfoot, but I swear to God, this is not the same fucking costume. When Bigfoot was laying on the ground and being like, <laughs> and like half fucking dying before it actually half died, <laughs> it did not look like this. Because okay. the, sh- the close-up of what we get, Bigfoot has gigantic fucking eyeballs and looks like a zombie. Don't worry, I have, don't, don't look it up yet, because I recorded it before my phone was doing whatever the fuck I showed you it was doing and breaking. I, I recorded a scene of this fucking crazy ass fight that I'm about to explain to you. I'm gonna explain it to you and then I'll show it to you. Because okay. holy shit. This, I, it just, I don't understand what this movie, how this movie has this in it. He stabs it. It looks like a fucking zombie monkey human. They start going at it again. Bigfoot gets the top again. Has Calvin on his knees has his arm and just steps onto the back of his arm, <laughs> breaking in. Calvin is on the ground, screaming in agony. Bigfoot jumps onto him and is choking him. <laughs> While he's choking him, we get some weird-ass cuts that make no sense. Like, it starts going slow-mo, and then it just goes black, and then it goes back a little bit. I'm like, it's is Tubi fucking up? Like, what is happening? I, I'm thinking something's wrong with my internet connection. No. Calvin, I guess he fell on top of the knife because he pulls it out of under his ass and just starts stabbing Bigfoot <laughs> in the fucking ribs. And as he's doing this, Bigfoot is right above his face. Bigfoot starts projectile vomiting <laughs> into his mouth. Oh, God. And he's... Calvin is spitting up the vomit out of his mouth. And after after Bigfoot is done vomiting, he leans over and rips Calvin's ear off. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and thank God that I went back to record this because... I saw a piece of flesh drop onto the ground. I didn't realize Bigfoot bent over to bite his ear off. Like, what the fuck is happening? So, let me show you okay, this pause. scene. So, thoughts? Um, my thoughts are that's disgusting. I don't understand it. He also looks like a The Walking Dead character yeah, in a fursuit. Ev- exactly. Like, it looks like a zombie, just fucking furry. So, <laughs> next thing we see is Bigfoot against a sunrise, <laughs> like, leaning over, holding his gut. And Calvin walks up with his fucking gun, and he says, I'm sorry, I didn't want it to end this way, and just shoots it in the face. <laughs> when he shoots it, he just collapses and passes out on the ground. Cut to back home. Eddie's hanging out with Ralph the dog. And then we're at Calvin's funeral. What? (laughs) What the fuck? Eddie's reading a letter and he's talking about Calvin and how he didn't really know him that well, even though he was his big brother. He's like, we should have talked more, but we never got that close. Hot cocoa got in the way. (laughs) But he says that Calvin had a true love, the truest love ever. Unfortunately, she passed away way too young now i'm just gonna tell you now we never find out <laughs> how she died or what happened to her 
this the scene i don't there's no reason <laughs> eddie's back at his barbershop it's his shop it says eddie's barbershop i didn't re- notice that earlier <laughs> but he has some kids sitting in the chair and the kid's dad is there and this makes no sense but the dad is like sorry to hear about your brother dying uh heard he was a good man and while he's talking to him he has eddie has a bowl of candy on the counter this man is just shoving handfuls of candy (laughs) into his pocket i'm like what the fuck and eddie keeps cutting the kid's hair and then the the guy asks something about like oh i guess i heard he went on vacation and went missing oh right because they can't tell him the truth yeah and I'm just, and then he mentioned something about his big house, and I'm like, is this guy about to ask him to, like, buy the house from him? Like, what the fuck? No reason. Oh. There's no point to this. Uh, the guy asks something about, like, if Eddie's headed to the school play, and he's like, yeah, my niece is in the play, she's a butterfly, and then the guy's like, oh, my kid's a turtle. <laughs> he's the lead turtle. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I believe it's the next day. Eddie is fishing with ralph we see him turn around and on the shore is bigfoot no on the shore i wouldn't be surprised by that if you said it was calvin i'd be like what (laughs) on the shore is calvin wait what what What? (laughs) oh is he seeing shit no sorry what oh my god eddie or ed goes up to him and calvin's like can we go out on the water together and I'm like, uh, what, what? Why would they lie about him, his death? I don't know. Okay, okay, hold on. It, it makes less sense. Oh, okay. Because it, 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 like, no fucking sense. <laughs> so Calvin's on the boat. They're talking. And then Calvin's like, what you bury? And Eddie tells him that he buried his army uniform, his medals. And he's like, that's good. So Calvin's back at his house. Oh, yeah, that happened. He's like, I'm just a ghost and haunting like, my home. Don't everybody think you're dead? He gets a call. It's Eddie, I'm assuming. Because the next thing we cut to is Eddie, Ed is at the school play and Calvin is with him. Is he disguised as Bigfoot? No. (laughs) Oh, okay. He's got a fucking bandage around his ear. He's got his arm in a sling. I'm like, no one is questioning this. Maybe this happened before and he died. I don't know. All right. No. (laughs) Calvin asks Ed. Well, before he asks him this, he's like, you know, most butterflies are dead right now. And I'm like, you're, what? what? Your, your niece <laughs> is on stage? And Eddie kind of just looks at him like, why, why are you saying this? <laughs> like, my niece is not dead. He kind of looks at him like, okay. And then Calvin asks Ed if he buried the box from under his bed. And Ed says yes. And he's like, okay. Calvin goes into his pocket and he pulls out the little metal dino. And he gives it to Ed. And Ed kind of smiles and it looks like he's kind of tearing up. Calvin is in bed now. And he turns over and we get a flashback to young Cal in bed. And we hear rocks hitting the glass. And it is... It's Bigfoot. It's his romance with Bigfoot that we... (laughs) He didn't didn't want to uncover, yeah. It's Maxine. In the box is a photo of him and Bigfoot on their first date (laughs) at the drive-in. It's them at prom, like you know the prom. Yeah, like, but he's picture. not in a suit. It's <laughs> yeah, just Bigfoot holding and like holding his waist. <laughs> it's Maxine. Uh, they go out for a walk. It's very cute. She's telling him about some kid in her class and his journal. 
and then she asks him like what kind of kid do you think he would be like as an adult or whatever they end up walking to a park and there's a wishing well they throw coins over their shoulders very cute then calvin asks her if she'll drive him to the train station in the morning and she says no and he's like why not and she says that she can't she says that today she's happy and that tomorrow she won't be because she'll have to watch him go they start kissing and crying she tells him that we'll keep walking and when we get to your house i'll just keep walking and we could pretend that the next time that I see you, it's just like you stopped to tie your shoe and we just bumped into each other again. And I'm like, oh my god. So they walk a little more and he stops and he starts tying his shoe. He goes into his pocket and he pulls out the ring and Maxine is still walking ahead of him. He says, I'm right behind you. And he's stand sitting or kneeling there with the ring and we see her not turning around saying don't take too long catch up and she never turns around and this is the point where i'm like what, what? <laughs> this is like those the fuck those fucking puppy and horse commercials that ended up being a oh my God, yes. commercial <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i i was like this is so fucking devastating mm -hmm. like holy shit like he tried two times now, and like the first time, stupid fucking restaurant. It's because people, his real love was somewhere else. <laughs> it was big. Fun. Walking around in the woods, yeah. She never turns around. She just walks off. So back to the present. Calvin's in bed, and he's like, "Fuck this!" It's the middle of the night. He takes his dog. They grove. They grove. <laughs> Rot row. They go to the graveyard. He takes a shovel, he has a lantern, and he starts digging his own fucking grave. I thought he was digging her grave up so he could put the ring on her finger. It's a skeleton. <laughs> he, he grabs the box, and I'm like, finally, he's gonna fucking open it. He opens it about a quarter of the way, closes it, and says, maybe tomorrow. I'm like, what the fuck is in the box? He takes the box, he starts walking home. Now, I haven't mentioned this because it wasn't really a big fucking thing, but four or five times throughout the movie, he has something in his shoe, like he has a rock in his shoe or some shit like that, and as he's walking out of the graveyard, he takes his shoe off, and finally, a rock falls out of his shoe, and he says, finally. That he, rock fell out of my shoe. <laughs> he's like, finally got it out. He starts walking home, the end. Well... I love it when movies have so many questions that never get answered. The way the movie is shot, like, if it... Forget the whole fucking, like, specifically hit... It doesn't have to fucking be specifically Hitler. Forget fucking Bigfoot. If this was just a story, like I mentioned earlier... A love earlier, story. Just yeah. a love story. About a man who went to war and missed his opportunity to have a and life. And then, like, lost his true love. It would be love. nice, Like, yeah. it would be... It would genuinely be a great Instead, it's about a man who has movie. to murder his true love. <laughs> Like, right, no resolution of, like, what fucking happened to Maxine. Like, I get, I, I'm assuming that maybe by the time that he got back from war, she was, she already, he already knew that she was dead. Hence why he's, like, laying in bed crying. But, like, the fact that he throws out the letters. Too painful. It's so fucking painful. And then, all right, so, ready for trivia? Yep. I only have three things. So... Uh, apparently, even though he, I don't know how old he is, but Sam Elliott did 
a bulk of his own stunts. Wow. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but I wasn't sure if it was 10 or 12, but it took 12 years for the director slash writer to get this movie made. I wonder why. (laughs) And then this is more of like a fan theory. And then there's another one I didn't write down, but it connects to this, but not whatever. The stone in the shoe was apparently supposed to be a symbolism for Hitler slash Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Right. So Bigfoot was an analogy for Hitler in that nothing was gained by killing Hitler because the Nazi ideal, uh, parentheses, disease, continued to spread. Hence his regret, but in killing Bigfoot, again, (laughs) in killing Bigfoot, he halted the spread of the disease, saving millions. Which I'm like, ugh. The other yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, the other fan theory is that the engagement ring is in his shoe, and he just throws it out. Of his which shoe. I, that which was that's what you thought it was. That's right? what I thought at the end. I thought like the engagement ring is gonna fall out of his shoe, and like him finally getting out is him like letting go mm-hmm. of his past, which to me makes more sense than this. But I was like, I I was not. I told, because I think I was, like, half, about halfway through this movie when my man was going to sleep, and I told him, like, this movie is not what I expected so far, because the whole first half is just, like, going back and forth Mm -hmm. about this guy, like... Being in love, going to war. Yeah, like, living through his trauma, being in war, and I'm like, what, when is, like you said, like, when is Bigfoot coming in? (laughs) And... My mistake of going on fucking Reddit to read more about this movie and not finding anything out other than being like, people being like, oh, it's good. Oh, no, it's shit. (laughs) And then being like, oh, Bigfoot was like eight minutes of the movie. It doesn't fucking matter. It would have been a completely different fucking movie if not for the crazy vomit scene. (laughs) 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 Just, just out of fucking nowhere. And I'm like, is this director trying to showcase like I can do serious I can do crazy. You don't do that in one movie. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like, an hour of this movie is just very serious, like, kind of sad, depressing. It has its moments of just weird, quirky shit. But then I'm like, what is happening with Bigfoot and the FBI being <laughs> like, you're our man? <laughs> All right. Well, that's the movie. That was a movie. It was yeah. definitely a movie. Yep. Uh, thanks for telling it to me. I hope you had fun. Yeah. Would you watch this? Um, I seen the one scene I think I need to see. Like, I don't think I need to see anymore. <laughs> Literally, other than that, like, it would be a nice movie. <laughs> Stephanie's a sucker for romance, so. That's true. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, hope we didn't gross you out with Bigfoot vomit. And yeah. um, we'll see you on the next one. Have a good evening, afternoon, night. Wherever you are. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.